We could not do what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic without great sponsors. We want to thank our presenting sponsor of the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast, MechDine, and the MechDine Corporation. They have been with us since the uh, pandemic hit, actually. That's how this thing originated. And our guy, Chris Clover, who is the CEO of MechDine, came to us and said, I want this to be a weekly thing. He really enjoyed the podcast, and MechDine stepped up to the plate to sponsor it. So here we are. Uh, we're well over two years into this thing, and we want to thank our presenting sponsor, MechDine and the MechDine Corporation. When you drive that, when you drive by that beautiful football complex and you see that cool AV technology, you can look at that. Like the videos that you saw from the draft last year when Brees was running the combine and all the guys were going crazy, that's MechDine. MechDine all over the place there. Really good Iowa Staters who run the show over there in Marshalltown. With that... We have a lot to get to today. Iowa State and Baylor coming around the corner. But, of course, we want to recap Iowa State's 43-10 victory over Ohio. We'll do that after we jam out to a little English. A little muggy out today. It was. At least we didn't have a lightning delay. Did you stay up at all to no. watch that Iowa game? No, I mean, I, wa- I went lightning. I was out. I was like, I'm not staying up for this. Game is done. I was just kind of. My hopes for the Wolfpack were dashed. I was a little bit um, influenced on some Cody Rhodes, so I just stayed up. See, that, see my, my problem with Cody Rhodes is so I, had, I had a little uh, celebration, Cody Rhodes and 7-Up. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little change of pace, but uh, it was a long day. It's a long day out in the in the sun with a three hour and forty five minute game. Figure was, it out, everybody. Oh what are we God. doing? It's on ESPN Plus. It feels like the breaks are just longer this year. Everybody says that they're not, but it just feels like oh, they are to I, me, at least. And it, it's my first time in the stands, as we've talked about. It's that is in, super painful. Yeah, because you don't have a computer in front I of got you nothing. like normal. Yeah. When, the, when your phone doesn't like, honestly, like that. Iowa State is not struggling with attendance. However, if 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 it's if the games are going to be three, three hours and forty five minutes long, at least have like a reliable. They need Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah. Wi Fi, and I know it's a huge infrastructure investment to do that. Like that is super super expensive. But man, they got to either figure out the timing situation or or figure out the. Well, they're building the cell entertainment district. I, <laughs> that's coming uh, Monday. Yeah, a big, big uh, announcement. Big press conference coming up Cytown. on Monday. Officially Sightown. Yeah. I, I, real quick, on, and we'll get to the game. I am ex- I think the Sightown thing is going to be really cool. I, I agree. I, the logistics of it, like I, that's why there's a lot of people smarter than me, but I, I think it will be awesome from what I understand. I don't – I haven't talked to any of the inside insiders who were at that thing on Friday night, so I, I don't really know. I haven't been doing a lot of digging, but it sounds really cool. Yeah, the initial impressions I got from people is they were blown away with the concept, and it's not quite the same as it was when well, they unveiled it three years ago. I talked to Jamie, so I, I was wor- I'm working on the book, and while I was interviewing him for that, I kind of asked him, this was in the spring, is this thing kind of like fueling you like for another like stage of your career? And he's like, absolutely. Like he's that into it. And it's, it's, it's really neat. I, 
I think that, that the way that they look at it is in this new era with the discrepancy in revenue amongst yep. the conferences, this could be an edge for Iowa State. That's how this thing is being viewed. Um, and I'm guessing that could be part of the selling point that we'll get well, tomorrow. And, and I think people look at this as like it's a football and a basketball thing, and it's real almost too simple-minded of, oh, you're going to use it for 20 nights a year. No. No, I mean, it's not what th- I understand. This, I mean, when you factor in it, if they could you know, rekindle the the atmosphere at Sheeman for all of those conferences, uh, Hilton Coliseum used to have concerts all over the place. The, the, the original vi- vision for the Iowa State Center, which is actually why the Iowa State Foundation was established, our friends at the foundation, yeah, all absolutely. came together because it was uh, James H. Hilton's, who was the old president of Iowa State's vision, to have this essentially entertainment complex, but for education uh, and, and athletics as well. And so the goal was to have this all-encompassing thing. And it kind of, Des Moines kind of taken over a lot of the conference business and concert business, but this is a way to hopefully get some of that back so you get traffic not just during game days, which is obviously a big component, mm-hmm. but for those conferences that are happening uh, through Iowa State. I mean, you've got a, an audience of 30,000 students and all the good work that goes on at Iowa State. If you have a natural place for those people to congregate, I think the thing will be a big hit. Yeah, well, look forward to seeing what yeah, well, Jamie Pollard has to say on Monday morning. I, I know Jared and Connor will be up there covering yep. that for us. And uh, 43-10, to 10, Iowa State beats Ohio Get to that really quickly, but I want to give a shout out to Gravitate Coworking first. GravitateCoworking.com. You're talking about all the like new ways of thinking. That's a they got great internet there. They have phenomenal internet, phenomenal. the fiber internet, the high speed internet. Uh, anything you want, like if you need a business mailbox, if you need a full blown office, you can get anything from them at GravitateCoworking.com. Multiple locations in the metro: Cedar Falls, Jefferson. And uh, we appreciate our friend Jeff Wood for sponsoring the podcast. Cyclones forty three to ten, and the game was over in ten minutes. Yes. That was a it was a pleasant. The afternoon. first drive was a was an impressive one. I think. Did you call it surgical? Surgical. Uh, yeah, you, on your tweet, that, yeah. I thought that was kind of perfect. And uh, listen, like th- that game. Boy, there's a lot to say about that game in the sense of it was boring, but like in the, in the best way possible. I heard that Campbell was super hot at halftime. He was hot in his halftime interview. Yeah. And he was pissed. You know what it reminded me of was the Akron game uh, from however many years ago. Yeah, 17. It was the road game yep. where yep. they were killing those guys, but it wasn't as crisp as Matt wanted. And Matt kind of used it as a time to reinvent the program, really. And that's when they did the three-man front. They re- rolled that out against Texas. Now, I'm not expecting anything that extravagant coming up. But it, it, he, Matt kind of reminds me of Finley. Yes. Finley yes. always has like a non-conference game where yep. he just loses, loses his mind yep. and he blows the team up in the media just to bring them down a notch. Yep. And I feel like Matt kind of used a lot of those mistakes, the block PAT, stuff like that, uh, yesterday to do this. And it, and it sets up well. After a big win, you're 3-0, and and now you have all this coaching you can do heading into one of the biggest games of the year. No question. Uh, arguably one of the bigger games I would say it's played in a while, at least in the regular season. I mean, you can include the Fiesta Bowl and the Big 12 Championship. is obviously near the top of the list. But Iowa State has not been 4-0, C-Dub, since 2000. With our guy Sage was under center. Ben Bruns was the center. Ryan Harclaw on the other side. J.J. Moses. 
Chris Anthony, on and on and on. 22 years the last time Iowa State's been 4-0. and And so this is a huge opportunity to, to get over you know that initial hump. We circled two games beginning of the year that would dictate the story. Number one was Iowa, clear the hurdle. Number two is Baylor. And the line came out, and I owe you a beverage of choice. Boy, Baylor is a very, very slight favorite. If I now, I got to give you the the deeds, the goods though, because if you'd have asked me last night what's the line going to be, I would have been completely in your corner. Now it was circa. I want to check the consensus. Okay, here. he says it moved. Real, I want to check the. Uh, I guarantee it's moved. Baylor is power rating is better, but it's, it's just a question of the home field situation. Yeah, Baylor, according to Circa, and they're always the first ones to put them out today, Baylor was a two-point favorite okay. in this football game. I think I saw one and a half Yeah, and it's, else, so. it's pretty much uh, the consensus now has moved to Iowa State minus one. Oh, so we're both right. We're both. <laughs> there's no winners, no losers. We're both right. Well, the opening line consensus was Baylor minus one. So the, the the smart guys like Iowa State here. All the wise guys are on Iowa State. I like that. And I although all the wise guys were on Ohio last week, that didn't work out. Correct. This no, this is this is a measuring stick yeah, game. So it's this here's is what's a, it's funny a about game. we've been fighting about who would be favored in this game for months, and there's really there's no consensus as to who was right. No, it's perfect. Yeah, we're both right. <laughs> well, it shows we were having the right argument. Right, and and so it it begs the question, and this is another conversation for the podcast through the de facto non conference. How do you rank the Big Twelve? I here's the it was funny you said that because I'm up last night. I'm there are actually interesting late night games, especially if you had money on them, which I did. I was I was locked into North Dakota State in Arizona. That was a really fun did, game. Did Arizona or did North Dakota State blow that? Or were they chasing the whole time? <laughs> I know they I don't lost call by it they three. Blow it. I think Arizona came out and won it. Okay. I, on, like right. I, I don't think Good Arizona. For them. I mean, that's yeah, a big win for them. A nice win for. I had them on the win total over this year, so yeah, that there you go. Made me, extra made me pretty happy. I was um, I was thinking about putting out a tweet with my Big Twelve ratings. Yeah. Right now, and then I I quit hard. because I didn't have the energy to do it. <laughs> it's really hard. I was like, because no matter what I'm going to do, there's going to be people Somebody's yelling mad. at me, and I'm just I don't have the energy to do this right now. But you, you can't be wrong. Well, you can't we'll get be in, right. We'll get into the Big Twelve and the yeah. Wiffles Hybrid segment number yes. two. But that's the, I, that's I, the neat thing about this game is like I still don't know. I think this is a really good matchup. If you ask both fan bases, they probably both feel confidence going in, but also some trepidation. And that's the do, beauty of it. Does the fact that BYU got clobbered at Oregon impact Baylor at all? Somewhat, but if you look at the raw metrics of that game. It was, I mean, Baylor controlled the line of scrimmage. BYU couldn't run the ball on them. Uh, and Baylor couldn't really run it on BYU. I mean, they, they ran it like 55 times for 150 yards in that game, which is a lot. And they couldn't really move them. But then again, I look at this Baylor team, and I know its strength is still in the offensive and defensive lines. So in every other game, they have just destroyed people on the ground. I think this is a significant test for that Iowa State defensive line, and Baylor's not going to stray from it. They're going to try and run the ball at Iowa State. And that's that's the – if it's four yards per less a carry, I think Iowa State wins the game. If it's any more above that, I think Baylor wins it. Baylor has two outstanding running backs. I think two of the better ones in the Big 12, in, uh, in Squirrel Williams and Quaylen Jones. And they, this is a huge test. Like, these guys are monsters up front. BYU did a great job. Give kudos to them. I don't think you can take a lot, though, from that game because 
Baylor really controlled BYU in the other end, except for like two big plays. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that game this week to get a good read on Baylor. It, and, I and I don't. That's probably the best game of Baylor to watch. I would agree. The other two are just slappies. Yeah, Albany and Texas State. Right. Although Baylor did struggle a bit yesterday with that Texas it, State. It did, but they still ran for 300. I mean, they're. It's pretty simple next week. Is Can the Iowa State defensive line hold them like it did the Iowa game? Because if you let these guys get loose and you got to bring somebody else in, Baylor has the threats to beat you over the top that Iowa did not. And I just think Iowa State, I know Deckers has been great. Can Iowa State get to 24? I don't know. Felt I mean, to I me think that's like, the magic number. Felt to me a couple takes on Deckers that, one, he was phenomenal. Again. He... <laughs> Man, like he he had a couple of those passes in the first half where it's just like I thought they were getting picked off. Like he yes. is confident in that arm strength, man. Man, it, it's you know like he will just fire it in there and thread the needle. And I just found myself like being like, man, would that get picked off next week? Perhaps. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the the speed and maybe the secondary. Not. I maybe don't know. Not. Is I don't he know. good enough to get it in there? That that that's the fun part. Is you know you don't necessarily see that from high above, but those windows that he's throwing into, and I thought, I mean, Hutchinson was great. Sean Shaw had a great game. Decker's Hanukkah, having... having Hanukkah get getting in the end zone was good. Yeah, Han- Hanukkah again. When you see him, I mean, that's... I don't want to overhype it, but that is... He has an NFL arm. Like, those are throws oh, that yeah. you see on Sunday. Big time. Now, is he going to try and force it too many times and get himself in trouble? Uh, maybe. I had somebody he, really smart say to me last night, and... and Guy now a second string for the 49ers, so I'm not shitting on Brock Purdy. No. I love Brock Purdy. Really smart football mind says to me yesterday, we would have been better last year if Deckers was our quarterback. I said, it, yeah, it's it, just it, one yep. guy's one opinion. Guy. Yep. One man's That's... opinion said that to me yesterday. And then it also led to me where we've seen, we've actually got to see the backups a little bit this year. Man, that's a huge drop-off. And yeah, from you know, 100 to Brody Rocco. Breck is yeah. or Brody R- R- Rocco. Rocco, Brody is the Iowa player. Yeah, I was just watching him late last night at like two o'clock yeah. in the morning. I apologize, you yeah. had to do that. Rocco is just raw. Yeah, it's Small. not there yet. He's not ready. No. I actually think Cook looked okay. He did look good. I, I don't you feel he like more comfortable in the pocket at least? Don't you feel like he would be the guy if any, God forbid anything happened? I don't know. That's from a, what you've I, seen, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I I think Rocco gives you more of the playmaking, like the Brock Purdy as a freshman type mentality to just try and you know get something done. But Cook looked pretty comfortable in the pocket at least, and that's what impress has impressed me most about Deckers is he's he looks like he's been out there for seven years, like his ability to read the field and, and find the right guy and throw it into tight spaces and a couple times yesterday he held on the ball too long probably should have thrown the ball away. But uh, super impressed with him. And, Chris, I think the interesting part is, if you look at Iowa State's numbers through three games, what would you think the uh, pass-run ratio is? Put you on the spot. Um, 65% pass. So, I would have thought that it's actually 50-50 dead on. Wow. Almost 100% dead even. So, Iowa State has averaged 37 throws per game and 36.3 rushes. But, you you saw Iowa State again – when Iowa State clearly wanted to, 
you know, put the hammer down early. It was all Deckers on that first couple of drives. It's like, all right, boys, we know we're better than you. We're not going to give you a chance. And Iowa State won that game in the first five minutes with that drive. Go to KillipperCorp.com and support our friend Tom Killiper and the Killiper Corporation. They are looking for uh, – they're located up there in Ames, looking for Iowa Staters to come. A lot of, a lot of these businesses looking for – um, new people to you know build up their companies with right now. They're in the flexible packaging industry, which is just growing like a weed. It is just crazy. Um, you, you think about the the need for uh, you know all the e-commerce packaging. and Absolutely. all that stuff. Yeah, so check them out at killipercorp.com. A uh, friend of ours and uh, looking to hire a good family-owned local company in Ames. Wanted to talk about the running backs. I I was told I put up a. It's funny because. One of my fall camp updates for Cyclone Fanatic Premium members. Yep. I remember remember saying that I'm told that we have four running backs that they feel they can win with. And no doubt about it to me yesterday. I'll start with, um, first of all, Eli Sanders has probably gotten less pub than anybody. He's bigger, man. He's put on weight in all the right places. Fast. Really like what I saw from him in a couple carries yesterday. Deion Silas really makes his first impact yes. on the season. On a meaningful game. Jirel Brock, to me, has been one of the... I don't want to call Jirel a surprise because I'm not surprised he's playing really well. I didn't think he played this well. He's been really fantastic. And then Cartevius Norton is a guy who... You talk to anybody, they think he probably has the highest upside of all the running backs that has stood out to me bloom in the first three games, how deep that running back room is for sure. And, and Silas gave you something at one point. I'm like, man, that guy needs the ball more. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is a tiny, tiny man from a height standpoint. Like I saw him on at, at on a side ride stop last week. I was like, why does that guy have a football backpack? Then I got up close. Oh, it's, like, Dion. It's, it's Dion Silas. Cause he's legitimately, I think they list him at five, eight. I'm taller than he is. He's not five, eight. But just powerful. Like, he moved the pile a couple of times. I think he earned himself some more reps. And uh, Sanders in practice has been phenomenal. Hasn't quite translated to the game. But you're right. He's bigger. He's running more physical. It's only a matter of time before he breaks one. And then Norton has the highest upside of the bunch. And I, I think he, he's getting closer. I don't know if he'll play against Baylor. But that's the strength of this program in my mind is there just isn't much drop-off. No. I mean, you saw that again defensively yesterday. I bet Will McDonald played only 40 snaps. You know, he played well. Uh, MJ Anderson played well when he was in there, but they were rotating so many guys. I mean, Miles Mendelson had a, had a big play in that game. Will McLaughlin came in and had a big play. Malik Verdon showed up and flashed. There was yeah, a number of guys. Yeah, me too, Verdon. There was a lot of guys that's like, gosh, that's why uh, the, the excitement around this program is not, is in the, the ones are very good, but you just don't see a whole lot of drop-off, and that's what makes you feel better about the inevitable injuries that are going to happen and how Iowa State is able to weather the storm. And also, too, and I, I'm sorry to bring this up, but like when you hear the Nebraska noise and stuff, that's another reason why I just I really do think it'd be really hard for Matt to walk away at this point in the program. <laughs> There <laughs> Honestly, like you look at it and you look at them just getting their asses kicked you know, by Oklahoma. Long ways How away. far away that they are from being competitive, not like really being a Big Ten contender in the new Big 12. If Matt's here and they just recruit yep. where they're at now, yep. they're going to be in the conversation more years than not. It's a top four program in the new Big 12. And I think Matt knows that. And yeah, I'm with you. Like yesterday, like it, it gets a bit boring those games. Yeah, that was a little bit of drag in the second half. My wife says to me though, 
like, where did this, like, you're, you you think it's boring winning by 33? <laughs> and I, I actually like it when my wife, like, gives me a few sports takes every now and yeah, then because she's good. so not a sports fan. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to sit here and bitch about this because this is great. Like, it's it's what we've always wanted, wanted to be able yeah, to sit there. Stress-free. And, stress-free. And I love watching Rocco go out there and take some snaps, yeah. right? Like, that type of stuff. Like, that that fires me up as a geek. No, no. And even some of those, like, seeing Greg Gaines get his first catch. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. A, that's a big, Jason Essex is a big big guy, too. Like, that, he flashed to me. He didn't really do anything. What about our guy, Anthony Johnson? Another oh, pick. another pick. Man, he's... Good, uh, glad for Ant. I mean, he's making himself some money. So speaking of the Nebraska thing, <laughs> somebody sent me a, a Twitter note that there was some some woman in the RV village who claimed to be close to Jamie Pollard. Uh, that was going on and on. The Nebraska met with Matt on Tuesday and offered him a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> I was like, oh, the RV village legend. There's no. Okay, let me address that. No, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. Matt Matt Campbell was not. They wanted them to like go and coach not, this week. He was not in Lincoln on Tuesday. And he definitely didn't get offered $100 million. So I don't know where the the lady in the RV Village. Man, that RV to Village. Be close to I tell you what, man. <laughs> Things are getting out of hand in the RV Village. But no. It's, we've got, rest assured. We've got, that, sources that we got sources walking around. Yes. Chattering on Friday yes. night. It is. <laughs> like, I, I didn't camp this week because we had illness going through the house. Yes. We, we took a week off. We, uh, that RV village is like a damn campground now. It like, is a campground. No, I know. But, like, now that everybody has, oh, like, their every, spots. Yeah, they, everybody's starting to know each everybody other. Everybody has neighbors yep. and stuff. It's become yep. quite neighborly. Very much. I got offered... Like everyone's got their specialty food or drink. This one guy had a, my guy a couple down for me had a ice cream machine. Oh wow! And the kids just love that. Like they were like an actual like ice cream machine from McDonald's. Well, you know what you get when you come to mine. You're getting some Cody Rhodes <laughs> That's fairway meat. I don't need any more than that. I'm just saying. Like th- this guy had a full functioning ice want, cream machine. You want some whiskey? I'll, I won't say his name, but he listens and text me, sir. If you don't mind, if I say your name, I don't want to sell you out. A player's dad, a starter's dad okay. on the football team seeks me out Friday night before the SEMO game. He's from the South and says, man, I never had any of that Cody Road. <laughs> and I was like, you are in the, right, are place. In the right place. Ended up drinking Cody Road for about three hours with this guy. Uh, but it, no, it's really, it's really fun. Like I, I really enjoy that aspect. One, one other Cody Road story. Uh, so my, my father-in-law got a hip replacement this week. Oh, did he really? He was, he was he at the game. He's doing great. But the, the physician who did it up in Spencer, big Cyclone Fanatic listener, uh, Dr. Dirks, and he requested from us a shout-out and an autographed Cody Road bottle. So my father-in-law brought, bought the new black label, and I autographed it for him this morning. Wow. So what a, I mean, you just can't put a price tag on that. Autograph for me. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, awesome. Dr. Right Dirks, shout-out, my friend. Well done. That's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Any other... Takeaways from yesterday's game yeah. for you that we haven't touched on, other than the blocked PAT. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to figure, you got to. <laughs> special teams is still way too stressful. Even I heard that was what set Matt off. I, it is what have. I heard. Like, That's why gonna, he was all pissed they at halftime. Can't, they can't keep playing with fire that way. You saw at the Baylor game last year. Just look at the game last year. Go watch the Baylor's last game uh, in in twenty one. Special teams cost Iowa State that game. Iowa State was fine in every aspect, but special teams, they got destroyed in that area and lost the game. And want to start 4-0. It's going to come down to 
a mistake made on that side? I, I you know, can you capitalize on a mistake they make, or you're going to make one on your own? And they can they cannot have a pump block. You can't have a PAT blocked. You can't give up a kick return for a touchdown. Any of that stuff that'll cost you against these guys. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, so I mean, I just think, you know, Iowa State is in as good a spot as you could ask for, and the question marks before the season I, to me have been answered. You still have some about. I still have some questions on the D line against the run, and I do too. Secondary maybe a little bit, but gosh, I just think Deckers has been so good. That Boy, the interior D line was insane yesterday. Very good again. Now you got to consider the competition, yes. but man, like. Isaiah Lee's at a different level. He's been, and then MJ Anderson MJ has been Anderson's, the surprise of yeah. the year to me. Yeah, I would say. Do you do you think in your time watching this program? I go back till about two thousand two. Is this the best health the program has ever been in? Like overall wow. health. You know, like, because the McCartney yeah, years. That's an you, interesting question. You all, like, you're competitive, but you always had these drop offs, right? Yeah, and you knew you, like it had to be this year or else. The Rhodes years, we thought there for a while, but then they never had the quarterback, right? right. There was ne- they never had the quarterback, or they had somebody get hurt, and it was a house of cards. They never had the depth. Yep. It just feels the health of the I, program is healthier than it has ever been right now. I think you got to look at right now. Or, you know, 2020, when you knew you had had some of those guys back in 21, was a really good feeling. But as far as numbers, I think 100%. And you look at the way the recruiting classes have stacked up, and you don't hear like some years. Like you, some years you'd hear these guys would get in, and you're like, yeah, well, we missed on, you know, X number of guys. Uh, you don't really hear that. It's like, man, these guys are pretty good. They're going to wait their time, but they're pretty good. And I think it's starting. you're starting to see that these guys aren't blowing smoke you know, two years ago when Malik Verdon gets on campus, or last year when Malik Verdon gets on campus, say, hey, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. Or when Cartavius Norton shows up in the well, spring, Jeremiah this guy's Cooper. pretty good. Yeah, Jeremiah Cooper. They've been pretty accurate about this stuff. So the stuff now they can clean up is is fixable, and I think that's the most exciting part. And I do think, I think Deckers, from a pure talent standpoint, is the best quarterback Iowa State has had, I think, since Seneca. Like I, I, I don't try. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic for the young man, but he can do things that no Iowa State offense has been able to do with some of those throws. And the fact that you know it's third and seven, and you're like, you still feel okay about it. And I think that's the great thing. And as Hutchinson starts to get more and more attention, Jalen Ol's coming. I'm telling you, maybe it's Dude, maybe it's this week, but he's, he's close. Bad man, he's close. So I think there there are some weapons. I would like another receiver to step up. Stanley's hurt. Wilson's hurt again. But, um, you know, if it can be Noel Shaw and Hutchinson, and then maybe Hanukkah is kind of that combo tight end receiver. I mean, so. it's, at some point, can you work in Silas? Yeah. Gets, maybe not a wideout, right, but, but throw him in the slot every yeah. once in a while. I have Sanders, no idea if he can. Boy, the Sanders Brock, is going to hit a home run, by the way. Jirel out of the backfield is a nice little play. He is. I was yeah, looking it up. the ball well. They're using him out in the passing game at an exponentially faster rate than they did Brees, Brees. last year. I, I did that math. Interesting. Uh, Brees caught a touchdown today. Oh, congrats to Brees! I haven't watched it. Yeah, congrats to Brees. First Second touchdown in the NFL today. No, I I think that's a great point. I you know win numbers for this year. Gosh, you're probably looking. You know, I'd probably put the number at at eight now. I would say, but Saturday's big. Like this is a big game. And if you if you look at the history, uh, Iowa State's been three and zero several times. If you you, you think about. Uh, you, I could run down the years for you. 2005, they were 3-0, then stumbled against Nebraska. Uh, 2011, 3-0. And, 
And then that was the game where I think Steel Jans just dropped the ball against Texas Tech. Or maybe that was twelve. That was 2012. So they've had oppor- opportunities. Oh, that was the game that I swore was rigged. When Steele just dropped the ball. <laughs> I, I'm not accusing it, him of that. That was 2012. But, but it, yeah. if you didn't know any better, like the way he just dropped the he football. He just dropped the ball. Like it was the most like bizarre right thing of the field. I've ever seen that in my life. Crazy one. So anyway, they've been here before. Have you not cleared this hurdle, but what an opportunity. Top 20 team in your house. And if it, and I don't know if Jack tries to sell sold out yet. Please buy a ticket. Go to the game. Because well, this is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Well, hold that thought when, when we get to our... Big 12 segment. I want to thank our friends. I didn't even know this was a thing. I feel so stupid. Um, you're going to, you'll hear a lot more about them here on the network. I didn't know that you needed like a real estate lawyer. Yeah, those are complicated. So I bought this house from a friend. So like it, I've only had the one and I had a really dip. My friend owns a housing company. So it was just a very seamless, seamless transition. My friends, Jeremy and Sarah Danielson, they run Danielson law. Uh, real estate lawyers here in Des Moines. These these are great people. I met them on our Liberty Bowl bus trip. God, however that many was the Steel Jans era. Yeah, long time ago. Um, they are diehard Cyclone fans. They are they, they're always in the lots. Now they claim that they've tailgated every Saturday for the Cyclones for the last twenty years, and I know how diehard these people are, and I believe them. So here's my point. Everybody buys and sells homes. Everybody needs one of these. Now, a lot of times your realtor will have somebody that they prefer. I'm telling you just why why not work with people who work with us and good cyclones? Sarah and Jeremy Danielson, uh, check them out at, I want to make sure and I give the give that their website perfectly, danielsonlaw.com. That's D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N-L-A-W.com. Really fantastic folks. Speaking of lawyers, you know, it's very possible. It's hot out. You could drop dead at the Cyclone game. <laughs> I saw a defibrillator on the bridge. You could drop dead at the game. I know, know. But it was using it. I think it was Your just out of heart, precaution. You get a little bit, you know, the Cyclones, the cardiac clones, a little bit. And if you do... Boy, it'd be nice to have your living will, wouldn't it? Have those assets lined up for our friend Hope Wood. Hopewood does wills in a day. Hopewoodjd.com. Wills in a day. The promo code FANATIC save you a little bit of money. People like it because it's it's not it's not hectic. People think like, oh, you got to get a will. It's going to take two weeks. No, she'll get you a will in, in a day. day. Hopewoodjd.com. It's time now for our Big 12 segment, segment number two, which is presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. Fiercely independent Shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrid for sponsoring what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic. They'll be uh, the sponsor of the second segment of the program for months to come. So we look forward to that. I was uh, in Good the lots people. and I saw somebody with a Wiffles Hybrid state hat. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of want one now. The Wiffles Trista, salesman. Adam, are you, are, you, are you listening? Yeah, they're everywhere. My wife actually wants the hat. Going to be honest. She's like, that, that's my color. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, it fits my spring color. I, like, I would okay. wear a Wiffles Hybrid hat. I would too. Um, boy, the Big Twelve is nuts. Uh, I I can't remember a time like it. It is. I, I I will pat myself on the back. I thought this would be a crazy year. Never in my life did I think Kansas would be three and zero. Where it changes the dynamic of everything. Completely, it changes the dynamic of everything because for the last however many years, mm-hmm. 
the Big 12 schedule, you, you look at your lines, right? Yep. And you go, oh, who's playing one. Kansas? We got one game done. Who's playing Kansas? It's an automatic win for somebody. Bloom, they are 3-0 and with road wins at Houston and West Virginia. Convincing ones. I mean, I know that took West Virginia overtime, but if you watch the game, you're like, this is a very competent team. This is a very good team. The Houston win was just damn impressive. This is a bull team. Yeah, Houston started ranked. Yeah. They're not bad. They're not bad. No, they lost in overtime at Texas Tech, and they beat UTSA. So, like, they don't have a bad resume. They, they'll probably go undefeated. They don't play the really good teams in the American this right. year. I think that they miss out on UCF that and helps them. Cincinnati. My point is they'll probably end up at 10-2. and two. Um, But Kansas, Kansas going to be one kicked their ass in their yesterday. building. And then my Kansas State Wildcats, honestly, I don't even like Kansas State, but I've been high on them to be a thorn in our side. They, but they fell asleep at the wheel against Tulane yesterday, and I, I did watch that whole game from the press conference. Could and they just not move the ball? I mean, 10 points is... Willie Fritz is a damn good coach, by is. the way. If you're Nebraska, you, you should give Willie Fritz a call. Like, that guy is a freaking winner. If, if Matt Campbell would ever leave, I would call Willie Fritz, like, immediately. And I, I don't know about the recruiting and stuff I'd have to Willie Fritz or Lance Leipold? Oh, I mean, either one of those guys for Nebraska, like, you, you think, right. man, that you, you could do a lot worse. Um, Tulane... Plays a lot like Kansas State. Yes. Right? Very low possession. Yeah, and that's why that, that plus 14 was just a screaming lot. to me. That's a ton of points in a low possession game like that. But it was shocking because Kansas State had been so good. Watch them just dismantle Missouri the week before. Mm-hmm. You have Oklahoma just, you know, castrate Nebraska. Yeah, they literally, uh, like, they cut their nuts off. off. They held off in yeah. the second half. <laughs> like, we we can yeah. make this really bad. We um, feel bad for you. And then, they, then, and then Nebraska just fired his defensive coordinator today. Oh, I'm sure that's going to work. <laughs> uh, Texas Tech loses. Million dollars. Texas Tech comes back to life a little bit at NC State, but NC State's a top 15 team, right? Yeah. TCU, I then, don't feel then, like I know enough about. I don't know. But the power ratings love them. They've only had two games. The power ratings love this TCU team. So it is a fascinating league this uh, year. I can't wait for this weekend because I don't know. Like, how would you rank it? Like, you got to have OU one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to do this last night. I, I think you do have to put OU one. Uh, Baylor lost. You know, the Baylor games lost. have to count. Wait, we have to. I said that's my famous line. The games have to count. Texas loss was almost. They came back. They they were going to get. They were they losing. Were, yeah, they were on the on the ropes to UTSA, and then came back was really good in the second half. They're there too. Uh, Oklahoma State's probably two right now, just based on ranking, and they've destroyed everybody offensively. I don't know. Like, where does Iowa State fit in here? Uh, if you would tell me Iowa State's in the Big 12 championship, I wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me Iowa State finishes sixth, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think it's. I think you're. You're literally. You're going to have a bunch of teams at five and four, four and five, and 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 you know who's going to win those toss-up games. I do think too that we're. We could fall into a trap here, and you kind of just let us into this where we're all feeling really positive, and I, and I think you should. If you're an Iowa State fan, there's no reason not to. But this is going to be such a cannibalistic league this year where you could be pretty good and be 8-4 and four after this or 7-5. and five Absolutely. Even, right? Like it, somebody's going to be there. Yeah. And they'll swing games. I just think all these teams are just so close to one another. Well, look at Iowa State and Baylor is essentially a pick like we just talked about. That's a flip of the coin. Yeah. That will tell us a lot. Now, I did see a power you, rating today that somebody sent me that 
Iowa State and Oklahoma would be a pick them in Ames right now if they played tomorrow. I, I, I mean, it's three points one or another. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at if you look at Iowa State's schedule, this will this will be an interesting exercise. As we're now through the non-conference, so at least we have an idea of all these teams. If you look at Iowa State's schedule, let's run it down real quick because this plays in the the, uh, the Wiffles Hybrids Big Twelve conversation. And that is, what games is Iowa State a favorite in, and what games is Iowa State an underdog in? Clearly a pick against Baylor. Do you want to see? I I did this exercise with these power ratings today. You did? Okay. Luch yeah. sent them to me. Okay. I want, I, want, I want to guess, and then I want you to tell me what it so, says. But these are already pretty off because this thing was way off on the Baylor line, so we'll see. Okay. But this is one set of power ratings, yeah. but that, that just, just for the sake I, of conversation. I'm saying Iowa State at Kansas, which is October 1st. Iowa State's a four-point favorite in that game. This has Iowa State minus 10. See that? There's no way. My guess is that these power ratings have not been updated okay. s- since yesterday. Yeah, I, that, I, I would agree with that. I mean, but that's Th- a, This was probably pre-yesterday. But you agree that's probably a touchdown game? Touchdown game. Iowa State hosting K-State. Iowa State by three and a half. This four. has five, so that would, that would pan right out. There. Iowa State at Texas. Texas by seven and a half. Seven. Because that wouldn't have me- switched much that from yesterday. Switched. Nope. Yep. That'd be about the same. Iowa State hosting Oklahoma. This has it as a pick. Pick them. I'd say th- Oklahoma three. I would agree. I think Oklahoma would be a favorite, especially because you're on, trying to get money. Yep. Just based on the reputation. Iowa State, West Virginia. Iowa State would be a eight and a half point favorite for that game. This has 11. Okay. In the ballpark. So yeah, you're in the ballpark. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State at nine. This has seven. Okay. You're Iowa, in the ballpark. Iowa State, Texas Tech. Iowa State by seven and a half. Eight. And Iowa State at TCU. Pick them. This has a pick them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you are, you're within a touchdown in the majority of those games. What does that mean? It means you're, there's no Kansas from three years ago where you can just chalk it up. Like, all right, put it on the wind call. Yeah, and I mean, even like, I mean, I thought Matt said it really well. I think it was after the Seahawks game. He, his press conference was great, but he, somebody asked him about Ohio and he's like, I mean, have we ever, have we earned the right to overlook anybody? And like that would be my point. Let's Absolutely say you're a not. ten point favorite over West Virginia. I mean, are you like cocky going into that? No, I saw that game last year. <laughs> yeah, right. Like or the Tech game last year. Same like, thing. This is just you're you're at that stage of the program right now, which is great because every Saturday you can win. They can win all these games. Absolutely, which That's is awesome. Fun. That's the best part. Yeah. That's it. Makes it makes it entertaining. Then they could lose clearly. Don't play well, turn the ball over, get a punt blocked. You're going to be in, in for it. Whitford and I were talking about this. Were you rooting for Texas or Alabama? Like, do we root for Oklahoma to go to the playoff? Like, I, I just feel like I don't really want them to. I'd rather no. the Big 12 not get a representative than... No, Iowa this. State, technically... No, Iowa State wouldn't even get additional revenue for that, I don't think. Like, you could look at it from that standpoint. I think it's all split through the conferences, even if you have one. Correct, that yeah. It. That's the whole thing about the playoff, this new playoff. It's all about the distribution that has everybody... I'm really fascinated how this playoff thing's going to gonna work out. Uh, the, the playoff situation will determine if Matt Campbell will stay at Iowa State. I firmly believe that. More so than any other... Oh, what do you mean? Like, it's going to... The Big 12's going to have an automatic bid. Well... But is it going to be extremely tilted? Probably to like the Big Ten and the SEC get five each. Oh, I don't think we'll be to that. I, I hope not. I mean, so it's going to be twelve. There's going to be six automatic bids, and yeah, I mean the big the SEC will have the like probably like four, four. at larges. Like, can the could you make a 
But I think real I'd, argument I, that the Big Ten would deserve that though. Not the after Big yesterday. Ten is trash. Michigan, like I, Michigan, Ohio State are fine. Michigan State got destroyed by Washington. Yeah, that was such an easy pick. That was a pretty easy pick. Uh, Where was, do Midwest teams go to die? Oh, don't that's yeah, brutal. West. Yeah, at that time, I, I just think it's this is going to be a fun year, but it's only going to get more enjoyable. Like I really just like the setup of what where Iowa State can be in this. I think this is, could be a typical year for the Big Twelve going forward. I mean, you're not going to have these monster programs that just dominate, at least based on what we've seen in the last five years. I mean, Baylor's a really good story of what can happen. Chris, you remember when they played in 17, Baylor won one game? Mm-hmm. Remember then Iowa State and Baylor got into it with the the David Montgomery fight with Matt Rule, with the, with the Matt Campbell handshake? And the game in 19 was Tentgate. 20, Iowa State had to come back from down two touchdowns in the second half, and Mike Rose sealed with interception in the end zone. And then last year went right down to the wire, too. So this has been a super competitive series, and you could argue that Iowa State and Baylor have been, outside of Oklahoma, the two best teams in the conference the last four years. I, I don't think that that is much of an argument. I think I, it's pretty... It could be a great game. I think it's a pretty easy... Thanks. So. Yeah, big one. We'll have complete coverage coming up all week here at Cyclone Fanatic. Looking forward to seeing what the other podcasts have to say about it. Of course, um, Football and Random Things is another uh, Wiffles hybrid sponsored show on Cyclone Fanatic. The ladies will have Title IX this week nice. as well, and all of our normal coverage as we leave up, lead up to game week. Well, we have reached that point in the program, Bloom. Hey, it's back. I actually liked the saxophone one myself. Yeah, I thought you might bring it back. We'll, we'll keep, you, keep you on your toes. The Bloom Guessing the Point Spreads is presented by our friends at WebWise. TryWebWise.com. TryWebWise.com. They are out of Mason City. Big Cyclones. I use them for all of our um, 712 Media website development. Really good dudes. Very affordable. All right. We have a Thursday night game. Do we? In the Big 12. West Virginia at Virginia Tech. Interesting. Man, Neil Brown needs this game. He really needs this game. I'll say Tech is a bad, 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 bad. West Virginia minus three. That's a winner. Minus two. Very well done, Brimple. Thank you. Uh, We already did Baylor. I like West Virginia in that game. Iowa State. Uh, Georgia Tech at Central Florida. Oh, no. Georgia Tech. Has that guy been fired yet? I don't think he has, but he should be. UCF, 20 and a half. 18. Eh. You're off by a half, but we'll give it to you. All right. That's a pretty freaking impossible point spread for me to just throw at you randomly. <laughs> uh, massive game of between two Blue Bloods. Duke is at Kansas. <laughs> What a world we li- we're living in. Oh, man. Both of them are undefeated. I know. Both 3-0. Oh. Kansas minus 8. Minus 9. This is always one of my favorite games of the year. TCU at SMU. Yeah, I liked it. And this the, is always if, a fun well, game. Well, and then SMU's Sonny Dykes is the new coach at TCU. He came from SMU. Yep. And he took a helicopter from SMU to TCU's campus, which just seems like a reckless use of resources to me. That said, where's the game at? 
SMU, just across town. Uh, SMU minus four. Minus one. Eh, it's probably a miss. Remember, those power ratings love TCU. They do. Why? I have no idea. Well, I guess we'll find out this week. Uh, where are we at here? Texas at Texas Tech. Oh, what Boy, time is this game? Red carpet's going to be rolled out for the Longhorns, I would assume. Give yes. me give me a second. I'll get you game time here. Those um, two do not like each other. I don't I don't have the game. I just have the gambling information. Okay, well, I, I, I want to watch that game. I will say Texas minus six and a half. Minus four. Oof, that's a that's that's a that's a toss up. Yeah, close enough. Just for um, just for fun, Iowa at Rutgers. Oh boy. Ah. Oh. Iowa minus seven and a half. Really close. Eight. Man, what's that over under like? 38. 34. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> That's so sad. I mean, don't you just play Rutgers? Like, blindly? Yes. Yes, you do. I, I, see, I feel like that's pretty... If I the just, number is 34... Yes. Like, uh, the Can odds are with... 10? Yeah, like... Come on. It seems really easy. Rice at Houston. Oh. R- Rice is awful. Oh. Houston, 24. 18. Uh, that's... I would never have gotten that one right. That uh, Texas game's a 2.30. So we'll be back for that one. I was just going to switch it. To, I told you this a couple weeks ago. You can listen to Yakety Sacks for an hour straight. <laughs> so on, that way I don't have to keep resetting. on the Williams Spotify. Yeah, you, you walk into my house like just 7 o'clock in the morning getting up. ready for my day. Yeah. Here we go. A lot of sacks. Uh, where are we at here? We just did Houston and Rice. What a game that'll be. I'm looking for the next Big 12 game. Just give me a minute here. They've got to do them by conference at some point. Game of the week, in my opinion, after Iowa State-Baylor is Kansas State at Oklahoma. That is nice. Night game. Oklahoma. 13. Nailed it. I'm, th- I'm starting to get in a rhythm. Well, Starting to get into it, rhythm. It does get easier once you've seen what the what the odds makers think of these teams. It does. I just want to confirm that I'm not missing out on any games here. I didn't. So yeah, it's a lighter lighter yeah, week in the Big Twelve. There must be some bye weeks. Some yeah, bye weeks. Lots of lots of bye weeks. I got your TV information here. The Texas Texas Tech game is two thirty ESPN. Okay. I like that. The Kansas State-Oklahoma is 7 o'clock on Fox. So after the Iowa State victory to go 4-0, we can go home and watch that game. And then our game is ESPN2. They have confirmed that. Okay. There was a debate if it would be 2 or U. It, it, will, we, it will be on ESPN2. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, 6.30 ESPN. That is not a – I thought maybe that would be a – And that's a Thursday, not a Friday? Because they, they have not been having too that many – That is a Thursday. Too many Thursday games. I, I hate the fact that the NFL's like yeah, owning they Thursday. Stole Thursday night. You remember how Thursday used to be a big college yeah, it's night? Great game. I used to love it. They'd have like those pr- premier like Big East games, and like we we'd always go to the bar and watch or the them in size college. Roost. Yeah, it was like the, one of my favorite. Legends. Remember Legends? I do remember Legends on top floor of the. Is there anything up there? Yeah, anymore? it's called a thing. There's a thing called Clouds up there now. It's a bar. Uh, it's like it's a restaurant it's called Clouds. Never been. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's open every day, but 
Has anybody been to clouds? Let me let us know. That was. Do you know my, why they call well, it clouds? That was one of my favorite spots in college. High above the. But then I, I think that there became a problem with the college students like puking in the elevator That's and stuff. No, yeah, t- taking a piss in the elevator. And yeah, it, you. It got to be really difficult to like take the family to correct. legends. Yeah, I mean, once you got there, you were okay. The food was always fine. It wasn't always the best. It was okay. But we knew the bartender, and so we yeah. we got we enjoyed Matt, Matt Lunn. I don't know if you want to give out that he was well, giving us free drinks. Uh, it's a statue limitation. Yeah. That was 16 years ago. Yeah. But clouds. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good for them, I guess. I don't see them be, being, a, being a, based on their website, a CF really sponsor anytime soon. So, but good for it, them. It's an actual like restaurant, though. Yeah. It's called Clouds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they fixed the elevator situation there. Are students still vomiting? <laughs> Are they taking a piss in that elevator on that block building? Whatever that building is. Well. Somebody let us know. Yeah. A- anyways, there's your uh, point spreads. But a big week. Uh, this is one. This is fun. We we had this one circled from day one when we first went through the schedule. A couple other good ones. I, man, Clemson at Wake Forest will be fascinating. That is. That's a good one this That's week. That's Florida, good. Tennessee. We're, whoa, I like. I think Florida's the most overrated team in the country right now. Arkansas at A and M. Boy, we nailed that one. That was an easy pick. That was an easy pick. Thank you. But I by my games of the year oh, two and zero are over. Are over hit. Yeah, you're over. You're the Just one who tipped sure me off to it. I will give you all the credit for if, that. If you guys would want to give twenty percent to the We Will Collective. Hey, for what it's worth, my uh, my locks are eight and two this. I know year. you've been you've been money on fire yeah. right now. So this is the time. Probably fade me. I I will. I don't have a good guess on this Baylor Iowa State game though. I like Iowa State this week. I I, I want to see a series. I want to see a series on each end to make a determination. Boy, yeah. Because if 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 Iowa State's completely blown up on both lines of scrimmage, it's going to be a long day. But I don't think here's my here's my here's my uh, theory. I think Hunter throws it forty five times. I think this is the way you beat Baylor, is you don't even mess. You just you spread it out, and just start throwing. Because if you look at teams that have had success against Baylor this year and also last year, it seems they could throw it. And I don't know. I don't even know if you mess with trying to establish the ground. Game. I didn't even know that Stanley got hurt. What's the deal there? Stanley. Oh, Dimitri Stanley. Yeah. I, I, he didn't play. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I like, don't know what it is. What the receiver situation? Yeah, Wilson was hurt too. Neither of them played. I don't now, know. It could have been a deal too. Like I, I heard from a pretty good source that Norton and um, Rimsburg both probably could have. Or get played. closer. Yeah, and if you get, and what do you do? I mean, Trivers been good there. Like I don't know if you throw throw Rimsburg in right away. If so. he's 100, percent he's better. For but sure. He, but like, we'll see. Is he a is he 100? That's the nice thing is Iowa State for the most part relatively healthy. But if you guys need a villain, so uh, uh, Dylan Doyle is still on the Hawkeye or on the the Baylor Bears. Mm. That's Chris Doyle's son. Mm-hmm. He's still there. He's their starting linebacker. He's a very good, he's a very good player. Yeah, we'll probably hear his his name, name a lot. He got ejected in the BYU game for targeting. Really? Mm-hmm. Beware of number five. Thanks, number five, Dylan Doyle. All right, should be fun. Uh, real quick, too. I am interviewing Otts on Monday morning. For the nice. podcast. So that will be up here on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast this week as well. Very good. Do our little season preview because believe it or not, in like two weeks, they start doing media days and we're going to be at crossover season. I, Jaron Holmes, 
I just I told, oh yeah, tell me about your no, event. Real no, I quick. told I told TJ this. He could run for governor. <laughs> like the guy is amazing. You guys are gonna love him. You don't really know Jaron Holmes yet, but he is the life of every room he goes in. Well, Stansberry and Christofferson did that really good podcast with yes, him. It was when fantastic. He committed. You could kind of tell then, like this guy's kind of different in a good way. He's a, well said. I mean, he just he enters a room and he's like he's got little Yang to him where it's yeah. his room. In a yeah. good way, like he, people just gravitate yeah. towards the guy. I'm super excited for him. I think he's a good player too, by the way, but uh, he's going to be loved by the Cyclone Nation here quickly. Well, yeah, TJ and I are doing our little preseason podcast tomorrow, so that will be up on the network this week. TJ took some time to meet with our premium subscribers last week awesome. as well. Yep. How I Real quick, talk about your your event with we will oh, it, it was, looked it looked amazing it was really cool so we had about you know close to 100 kids mainly from underserved areas in des moines that were there the entire iowa state basketball team except for the international guys and the iowa state players took control of the thing and hour and a half camp and smiles everywhere it was kind That's of a awesome. kind of a professional dream come true for me because we we kind of put it together pretty quickly but with help from the good people at nebraska furniture mart and also the iowa foundation it was it was great, and the free camp for the kids and able to help out the guys with a little NIL dollars from the donors, and everyone was thrilled and happy, and it was it was awesome what it's all about. Yeah, that to me is like, that's kind of what I had in mind with all this stuff. <laughs> I hope we're able to do more. You know what I'd right? love to like, do? That's, I, that's, it's awesome. Like I, I hope that we can keep doing that stuff too and helping you guys promote it. Well, I would love to have, just kind of like CF has the road show. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, whenever it would be, maybe in September, go to five spots in the state of Iowa and have these little mini clinics partnering with a, you know, boys and girls club or a whatever local organization. We just need the, we don't have the funds right now. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, we just don't. So we got to be selective of, of what we're doing. So if you're thinking about, you know, supporting these guys. It's a its a direct way you can support the players, but also do good as well. Good stuff. That's my TED Talk. What is a TED Talk? You, have you ever watched a TED Talk? I mean, it's just a, it's like I a mean, lecture, I, right? I, I didn't even get into the whole you're made right situation because that, that was a bad scene for you. That was a bad look. Your lack of knowledge, you compared made rights to sloppy joes. It's the same thing. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like I, We need thing. yakety sacks for that. It was embarrassing take by you. I don't even want to talk about it. Tomato paste. There's no tomato paste in Made Rights. This is what I'm finding out. Totally a where did you grow up in Iowa thing. Because all the Southwest Iowans are chiming in and agreeing with me. Really? Yeah. And then up in like other areas, they have another name for them. Taverns. Taverns. Yeah. I've never heard of the words. Yeah. That? No, I had never heard of that either. Ta- ta- all the Southwest Iowans are chiming in when they agree with me. Taverns are where the Hawkeyes that didn't go to Iowa hang out in. Good pod. We have a lot coming for you guys this week. Beat so Baylor, everybody. Beat Baylor, no doubt about that. He's Bloom. I'm Williams. Out. Peace. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in meeting with Taylor.